What's up guys? I'm back with That's So Criminal and I have Lindsay here again. Hey everybody. We actually get to be in the same place, so it yes. doesn't sound like a phone call. It just sounds like... I know. Us. I feel like the audio is going to be really, really good. It's going to sound really good. But yeah, guys, we're back home at my parents' house right now, and... Recording this in our parents' spare bedroom. Yes, and I'm super excited because this is a good one. I got this idea, actually, because one of my neighbors from like our apartment complex told me that she watched this documentary about it yeah and i was like well that's really intriguing and i just was kind of like i could totally do a whole episode about this yeah so i haven't told Lindsay what it is yet but it is about action park is that like an amusement yes yeah, so it's an old well it's it's no longer a thing anymore um but it was a water park Oh. And it was known as the most, like, dangerous water park. Dude, I just saw a video on Twitter of, like, a ride malfunction at a park like that. I don't know where it was from or where it was from. But stuff like that is just so terrifying. terrifying. (laughs) It's terrifying. And it also just gives me... Every time that, like, a ride malfunctions or something happens like that, it gives me Final Destination vibes. Yeah. Have you seen, you've seen those movies? I haven't actually seen them, but I know They're the concept. They're really good. Yeah, I might. Like, I love them. They're very gory, though. Yeah. Like, straight up, I won't even lie to you, it's very gory. But it's, there's the one, I think it's, like, the third one where they're on a roller coaster, and then she's like, she's like, I have a vision, get me off, get me off. And then she gets off, and some people do, but most people die. That's off. like the plain girl. Yeah. The... It's, I think every every Final final Destination movie kind of starts the same. Like, yes. with some, something happening, and then there's a few that escape, then, like, they escaped death, right. so death comes after them. Did you ever see that um, Supernatural episode? I don't know if you ever watched the full... I never finished Supernatural, but I watched, <laughs> good, but... like, several seasons, and there was an episode where it was kind of, like, alternate reality. Like, it, like, they started off with, like, you could tell something was different. Like, they were driving, like, a different car, and they didn't acknowledge it. And then in the... Throughout the course of the episode, they start talking about, like, a boat from the 1900s that um, all these people that are were getting killed had, like, family traced back to. And it was the Titanic. So it was, like, as if it had never sunk. And so it was, like, somebody had gone back in time and, like, and saved it. Them. And so then all these, like, descendants of the people that should have died, should have died, yeah. like, were being, like, killed. Wait, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I didn't see that episode. It was a long time ago, but I remember being like, "That's such an interesting concept." For I life. like that a lot. <laughs> that was a yeah. You're right. Supernatural was a great show. Yeah, I watched a lot of it. I never finished it because there was it a lot literally of seasons. finished like well, it got really dark last year. And yeah, it got, it got, it got really dark. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite episodes is when something ha- some something happens to Dean, and then he's like a scaredy cat. Yeah, and he gets so terrified. <laughs> a lot of the first seasons had like that like lighthearted vibe to mm-hmm. them. That was fun. And then it got just, like, straight into the the depths of yeah. <laughs> hell, literally, so. Yeah. Okay, so this time, we'll keep it short and simple for the intro. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go straight into <laughs> Sorry, it. Guys. No, but I think a lot of people liked our just funny banter. We're yeah. funny people. Well, we had to Can't help introduce it. it. 
We did. We it being it. Um, and us. We, had, we, had to, we had to introduce the fact that it was us. No, but pe- pe- people liked it. People people thought we were funny. And if you didn't, then... You may, maybe didn't think we were funny. Maybe, but maybe we thought we were think, funny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we think we're funny. That's all that matters. Anywho, y'all. Yeah, sorry. I cut you off. So, oh, no, you're good. So today we're going to talk about Action Park. Like I said, um, it's known as New Jersey's most dangerous water park. Oh, from Jersey. It is from Jersey. So that's cool because we're close to New Jersey. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. I was surprised too, but then the do- the documentary guys. I'll just I'm just gonna say this now because I'm gonna like reference the documentary a lot. Um, there if there is a documentary, <laughs> so so it's on HBO Max. I'm sorry, it's just we're Max not now. sponsored by HBO. We're not sponsored, <laughs> but that's where you can watch it. That's where you can watch it, and um, it's really good, really interesting. I obviously watched it because for one, I wanted to do this episode about it, and I also just thought it was a really interesting concept and. It was very, very intriguing. So, okay. Action Park, or also known as Accident Park, mm-hmm. or New Jersey's most dangerous water park, uh, was it caused the death of six people altogether, along mm-hmm. with just many, many injuries and lawsuits. Which, of course, this did eventually shut it down. Right. Way, Do you know when it closed? It, it closed in 1996. Oh, okay. So, like, before us. So, yeah. So, it closed in 1996. Um, it opened in... I want to say it was, like, 19... I mean, I, I have it down here somewhere. I think it was 1976. Okay. So I think it was open so it's for... it open for, like, a good 30-something years. Yeah. So, 7, 8, 9. So that's, that's, that's 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was not correct. So your math is actually wrong. So your math is in math. I didn't do well in math. Um, anywho, so one the funny thing about it is healthcare workers actually started calling it accident park and class action park because Damn. of how many and like how many injuries like and the people they got from That's the park. Like, um, I recently found out that a lot of nurses call motorcycles um, donor cycles. Because it's like, they're all, like, let's hope you're, let's hope you're a donor. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. might have to use it more than, faster than you Sorry thought. Sorry if you have a motorcycle. As a nurse, I'm going to recommend if you have a motorcycle to not have not one. Not have one. <laughs> well, okay. Right. Here's, honestly though, I agree with it. You're literally, guys, you are literally riding on a street with vehicles. Like, if you get in a car crash, you're not winning. Well, it's not even like, I think most motorcycle drivers are super responsible drivers. Oh, yeah. And like, like, it's not their fault, but the... The fact of the matter is, a lot of people don't see you, or they don't recognize. Or you have. They don't give you the room. They're not respectful of you. Like somebody in a car is not respectful of the person on the motorcycle, and so unfortunately, there's just a lot of accidents. Yeah, and it just you don't have a lot of right padding. Right, exactly. Like if you hit me in my truck, I'm probably gonna be okay. Not the way. Even if it was the truck's fault completely. Right, exactly. But if you hit somebody on a motorcycle, regardless whose fault it is, that person is likely to get really injured. Anyway, no, it's um, on that tangent, I gotta stop with these. <laughs> no, honestly, tangents. I like tangents because it kind of um, brings you into like. But new yeah, that, that is funny. That well, not funny, but interesting. Like the fact that yeah. they were calling well, it that. Well, most of the time it was like known for that. Yeah, and we'll get into a lot of it more, but it's insane the amount of like injuries that this caused. So, in 1976, a man named Eugene Mulvihill and his company. Uh, at the time, which was called Great American Recreation. Don't ask me what they did. All I know is that that was his company. Um, they decided to buy Vernon Valley Ski Resort and Great Gorge Ski Resort, which were in the same exact area. They were literally like brother ski like resorts. Like adjacent to each other? Yes. They bought them both and they combined them. And they wanted to make money off of it. However, yeah. 
they wanted to make money in the summer. Because in New Jersey, I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with New Jersey, but in the summer, like, you're not skiing ever. Right, Some yeah. places, I'm sure, in the summertime, you could still go skiing. It's still cold. Not New Jersey, so it's completely shut down in the summer. But he was like, I want to open something So did up. they keep the ski resort in the winter yep. and open something in the summer? Okay. They kept the ski resort in the winter, but can the ski name, resort... Can you name this document? It's really bugging me that it's untitled. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Action Park. Um, it says, look, like, a beer in space. <laughs> um... So, the where it was placed, there were, like, creeks and streams um, all around the area. So, like, it was pretty, and there was natural water there. Yeah. So, he was like, oh, my God, I have an idea. I'm going to make it a water park in the summer. Okay. Which, when you think about it, yeah. that's a genius idea. Yeah. Make a water park in the summer, add some slides. Yeah, work with the natural terrain. Yeah, exactly. Like, did you ever go to that, um, that, I went with Grace's family once, that, like, quarry that they fill with water no it's like a park oh, okay okay you should text her i, don't I was like i don't think i did just like go to that quarry it's here we went in high school wait like, no that sounds kind of fun though yeah it was, it was cool anyway sorry i didn't even know that was a thing yeah you should have lied with the fact that it was a park just... <laughs> and we went to the abandoned quarry. i was like why would i do no, that it was like they took it was an old quarry that you know they fill them in with water sometimes and make yeah. like a man-made lake yeah so they did that and then it was like they had like slides and like floaties and like a zip line that sounds really freaking it, fun. It was fun. It was like a park, and yeah. I, I kind of wish I had gone, but I, know, I didn't. I don't know why you didn't. Like, you must have been busy or something. I was probably busy. I was probably just living my life. Anyway, so he's he wants to build a water park. That sounds great. That's not weird at all. The only problem was that Gene had his, his, his name is Eugene, but I'm going to call him Gene during most of this, because that's what everyone referred to him as. Gene wanted to build a water park that was a little different than other water parks. So the best way I can describe it is... When you're skiing, you are in charge of, like, your own thrill, right? Like, you can go as fast as you want or as slow as you want. Right. You can pizza all the way down. You can absolutely or eat Or you shit. can eat shit. <laughs> you can break your bones. Like I did. Like, you can, you can be like, I'm going to go on the black diamond even though I have no skill set. Like, that's your choice. But you can. Yeah. No one's going to stop you. So he was like, I want to take that and make it a water park. Like, people have they are in charge of their own experience they can build go your own adventure it's build your own adventure in a water park i don't see how you would do that it isn't a slide a slide yeah you think <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he wanted to do and then he also was like you know what else i want to do i want to hire young people like just you know 14 year olds oh to, to an older, and I want them to just, no rules, they just live their life and have fun. So, yeah, what that's... hire them, like, to work at the park? Yeah. So, imagine a giant water park full of intoxicated young teens as customers, but also as workers. And there were no rules. And there was no consequences for any actions so that... So, it's literally just, like, a free-for-all. It was basically a giant free-for-all at a water park with the most dangerous rides. So, huh. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. You know, I don't see where anything could possibly go wrong. Yeah, honestly, it seems like a great, yeah, a great I don't even thing. Know what you're and I wish that. I was alive for this. <laughs> I wish I could have been there. Anywho, so before we get into the park itself, we're going to talk a little bit about Gene, and we'll kind of go into his story about how we started the park and everything like that. So Gene Mulvihill, or Eugene Mulvihill, was born in 1934 in Essex County, New Jersey. I could not find his actual like birth date. Mm -hmm. I tried. Now, Eugene Mulvihill was said by many of the employees 
and people that he knew to be like a very personable guy, a very nice guy, but he was also like extremely insane. <laughs> <laughs> like he would just, like he was a nice guy, but he also would be like, let me just, un- yes. Like he was super unhinged with the ideas he had and the, he did some pretty horrible things to be honest with you. Like person, and any, it literally, it says it's like people either loved the guy or they wished him dead. Do you think he was like bipolar maybe? Like manic? Honestly, maybe. But I think, I think he just was a business guy who didn't care. All he wanted was to make sure he didn't get sued and he wanted fun and he didn't care who got what hurt. What do you mean by horrible things? Like he, we'll get into it. Because okay. if I give it away now, then it won't be interesting later. Okay, But he just didn't have a conscience. That's what it seems like. Hmm. He, it just seems like you're like, yeah, um, I think you're a little bit crazy and yeah. an asshole. So that reminds me, did you watch that movie about, um, shoot, what's that guy's name? Like Harold, I don't think it's Harold. Harold Shipman? Something Hughes. He was like, um... A movie director and also a pilot and honestly we'll cut this out because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch I, the movie about Hughes? I don't remember. <laughs> Keep going. I'm gonna Google. You'd like Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> so although Mulba Hill is most known in his life for the creation of Action Park and all of that, he had a lot of run-ins with the law many times before Action Park also. So he didn't start out very, very great here. Uh, in the 1970s, at the height of the penny stocks, also known as the pump and dump scams, which, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Wolf of Wall Street, but it's basically that, like penny stocks, tiny stocks that nobody cares about and attempting to sell them for a lot of money. Like basically kind of being like, yeah, you're going to need this. It's like fraud? I don't know. Yes. So Yes. Yes and no. It I do believe it is fraud, but it's not a large scale fraud, if that makes sense. But within the New York Stock Exchange, he was known for being good. Like at the height of penny stocks, when salesmen, okay, so salesmen could sell worthless stocks to unknowing customers for way too much money. Okay. So it so is a giant scam. Just it's got, a giant scam. Yeah, like he's a scam artist kind of. He was a scam artist, but, but like he was good at it. Like a legitimate scam artist. Yes, like he was a scam artist, but he kept it legal. If that makes sense. That's like what we're talking about this morning. Like he's a drug dealer, but like it's legal. But it's a legal drug dealer. <laughs> so we're good. Um, very Wolf of Wall Street. That's literally what I thought of. And it also said that in like every article I read. It was like, he was very Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm getting the vibe. Yeah. He was, now Mulvihill Hill was a well-known face on Wall Street, and he used that to his advantage while running Mayflower Securities with his, with a friend, Robert Brennan. Mayflower Securities was a, um, how do I put this? A really stupid, it was like, it, it, uh-huh. it wasn't actually <laughs> a good company. He like, kind of like made up like a this company kind to of? kind of be like, yeah, Mayflower Securities, but it. He ended up getting trouble for it later. Okay, so um, in the ni- in 1973, the company was eventually suspended by the Securities and Exchange Commissions on the grounds of selling its customers worthless securities in a bankrupt electronics company. So scam again. Yeah, it was another scam. Okay. I just couldn't find the word for that. Yeah. So <laughs> according to a 1974 write-up in the New York Times, that's what I got from it. Okay. 
So after this happened and he basically scammed people with Mayflower Securities, he was banned from Wall Street and this was how Gene made all of his money. So he obviously needed a way to make more money. So him and his buddy, his buddy, his, him and buddy. his buddy, Bob Brennan and a few other investors, um, they created a company under, uh, like called the Great American Recreation. That's what I talked about in the beginning. And that is when he bought and combined Vernon Valley and the Great Gorge Ski Resort. Okay. So it was right after Wall Street when he was like, I need more money. So he's kind of like down on his luck. He needs like a new scam. Right. So him it. and his buddy decided they were going to invest together and be like, let's call ourselves the Great American Recreation and buy these ski resorts and combine them. Um, now, the ski resort also happened to have the exclusive Great Gorge Playboy Club on its grounds. Oh. <laughs> so that was a moneymaker in itself because he could create like that club in itself people wanted to go to. It's Playboy. So obviously. Now, although the resort found, you know, success in the winters, like I said, he wanted to make a water park in the summer. And the water park called Action Park would eventually become the world famous, incredibly dangerous park that they made a documentary about. I want to watch it. You should. Yeah. We can watch it tonight. We should. Because I would watch it again. It was really, really good. Okay, cool. Now... The thing was, was like I said, the idea of creating a water park was great, but the, it was the idea that he wanted to make it just different than like, most water parks and da more dangerous in a way. He created like designs that of new and unsafe rides and he didn't have people that, that had Going any... off of like what you've said about him so far, what I'm picturing is he pieced together this water park and under no like didn't get it inspected like didn't get 100 like that kind of thing like just took all the um shortcuts 100 percent, 100 percent. he created designs like uh, the action scoot which i'm going to talk about all of these later like in detail the action scoot the alpine slide and the cannonball loop which was an infamous slide with a featured dangerous loop-de-loop -loop at the end it was a water park wait i might have heard about that you may have because this was well known i'm tempted to google but i'm gonna wait till you say it and the cannonball loop was only open for a month in 1985 before it shut down because the... did somebody get like decapitated no but a dummies did their mm. test dummies did okay and he didn't care he i still... swear i saw i don't know if you know that guy on tiktok that does like worst ways to die he's like this really yes like, i love him no, no no i know exactly what you're talking about that's not the cannonball loop okay. but i saw that um it's like this guy this guy's him and his kid it was like went um, down where he saw like log rides yep and somehow the guy got, got, got i remember that yeah that, but that wasn't this no this was just a water slide worst, like you just went down to die, I think you just, just went down on your butt series. okay okay um but yeah it was only open for a month before the New Jersey Carnival Amusement Ride Safety Advisory Board <gasps> shut it down. <laughs> that was a long freaking, yeah. <laughs> now, in the documentary, some past employees, because in the documentary there are like past employees that talk along with uh, Gene's sons, they literally say that the majority of the rides were designed by people that had no sort of engineering degree and they were just winging it. Like these were oh people gosh. that Six Flags and Disney World were like, get it? Why are you? Why are you here? Leave. <laughs> and then they went to Gene, and Gene was like, that's genius. Yeah, we probably they probably like he could probably hire them for cheap, is what I was trying to say. Yep, he could hire he could hire them for cheap, and 
they would just be like, look at this picture that I drew of this yeah. slide with a oh loop gosh, at the can, end. Can you imagine, like, oh God, like, I can't even, like, yeah. imagine, imagine, like, you're building an airplane and somebody's like, wait, I've been wanting to try out this new design, like, you if I just, like, the Federal Aviation Administration says it's unsafe, but, like, if you give me a shot, like, I think it'll work. Yes, that's literally what it was. <laughs> that's literally, in the documentary, they literally say, like, we, we were all just sitting there, like, are you sure this is? And they were like, "Yeah, I'll try it." Yeah, that works. Oh my god! They say that Gene literally on a napkin drew this like slide with a loop at the end, and he was like, "This is what I want. Design it." Like, buddy, physics. <laughs> yeah, like nobody thought about that. Right. Nobody thought about that. Like there are reasons that things <laughs> have to be a certain <laughs> yes. way. Yes. Now Ed Humans, who was the park operation manager, but also like really close with Gene, really good friends. Like they were buddies. Yeah. Um. He said that, quote, Mobile Hill was big and loud and full of ideas. Probably 90% of those ideas were just so crazy and off the wall that nobody would get near him. And the other 10% were pretty close to that. He actually made a lot of these ideas happen, unquote. So that just shows you that, like, yeah, yeah he was kind of crazy, but... It literally, I, it really reminds me of, um, I looked it up, it was Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. He was, like, one of, like, the richest people in the world. I've never heard of him. Um, he was like okay. an engineer, businessman. He made films. He got into um, aviation, like. But he was Wait, like, so he did like literally everything. Literally everything, and he I think he like inherited money or something, and so he was just like throwing it everywhere. Like he wanted to make a movie, and so like they made a movie. Was it good? I don't think it did well. It was like this was like the fifties, um, but he was like, super strange, like super eccentric. Just a really interesting guy. Yeah, like really like. I don't. I guess weird is the word, but I don't want to say that in like a necessarily a derogatory way. But like, just really out there. And then they it came out kind of later after he died. He probably had like OCD and like maybe bipolar and like a. Oh. So like all that. So that's kind of what well, this is making me think of. Honestly, I could see it yeah. because there's some things that he does later, um, that I'll tell you about. And I can, I that sounds a very mental problem. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like you might have a little something going on up there. Yeah. Um. So, Mobile Hill, like I said, would also allow inexperienced teenagers, 14, starting at 14, 14 and up, to run the park without any rules or consequences. And these kids could literally do whatever they wanted. And <laughs> it just, I really wrote this down. It reminds me of the horror movies when there's a group of, of, of these high school friends, right? Yeah. And they're, somebody does, like, awakens some demon and they die one by one. And then one of them is like, guys, I found this woman across the country that survived this. We have to go take a road trip and see her. And I'm like, where are your freaking parents? Yeah. Like, your friends are dying one by one. Right. You guys are 16. Right. And you're going to take a road trip to go find Amanda, this woman who survived the haunting 20 years ago. Right. And somehow you guys have to find out how to, like, trap this demon again. I'm like, I if I was your parents, I'd be like, hmm. Three of your best friends are dead. Yeah. So there's a problem. Yeah. But it just reminds me of, of that, like these kids running around, getting injured, just doing whatever they want, drinking. Yeah. You know, um, literally acting however they want, and there's no rules. Yeah. You know how when you're at a water park, did and they live there? Like you know how some like amusement parks they have housing for the people that they didn't live there. there. No. No, they just like came in. They just came in right and. But they, I would read that they would have, like, a lot of sleepovers there sometimes, like, on the grounds. But there was no housing. They would just be like, let's just stay. And, like, nobody cared. They'd have, like, raves and parties there all the time. Damn. Yeah. And so, you know, at at amusement parks, but at water parks specifically, when you're at the top of the slide, before you go down, you have the person that says, wait, 
They yeah. wait. They wait until they're at least halfway down the slide. Yeah. That wasn't a thing here. It was just go. Yeah, do it. Go. Like nobody was watching. Yeah. These teenagers were sitting up there, drunk or high, and they were yeah. just kind of like, "Do your thing." Damn. So that was. I mean, I can see how this went poorly. Like, yeah, and that was the fun of it. That people. The problem was that that wasn't an issue. Like people came. People there for that? came that came there for that for the idea that we can do whatever we want yeah we if we want to jump off this cliff and do a flip i just googled action park because i want to see pictures and it came up and it, google has the hours as permanently closed <laughs> I, know. I saw that too and i was like that's funny don't look at too many pictures because i was going to show you pictures okay, of, okay. of the rides Sorry. as i as i talked about them but okay. that but what you just saw was the cannonball loop <laughs> doesn't that look scary it's really nice. <laughs> um Anyway, so his employees would partake in kind of what I just said, a lot of inappropriate activities while working on the grounds. They would have all out ragers at the end of the summers and sometimes just randomly like, hey guys, let's just all stay today and like have a giant <laughs> party. And right. they'd be smoking weed and having sex in an abandoned shed on the park's property. This was literally in the documentary. Was these old these old employees were like, I remember like everyone knew what happened if you went in the shed. Like there this was this sounds like a cult. Yes. You know? That like people talk about cults and they'll be like, Yeah, we all lived on like this one big farm together and it was literally just like a festival all the time. Yeah. Like we had just like all had it. fun and Yeah. But like it's just crazy to me that this was what Action Park was. Yeah. Like this wasn't just like, oh yeah, the problems of the water park. Like, no, this was Action Park. You could get drunk, you could do stupid things. They like marketed it like that? Obviously, they couldn't, like, actually market it and be, like, young people doing inappropriate things. Right. But that's, but, like, you know, but yes. Like, not officially, yes. But, like, okay, I, yeah. But, like, unofficially. People, people would be coming to school, you know, on Monday, and if you had a, a giant scrape on your leg, it was like, did you get that from Action like, Park? Um, yeah, bro! You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was a battle scar when, yeah. you, when you went to the hospital. People were like, duh. Yeah. That's so cool. It almost sounds like less like a, like, official organized park and more like a, I don't know, like, like an abandoned thing that teenagers go Yeah, out. like, um, like, kind of like the eye. Uh, yeah. Like, so from here. It's like a, tower. it's like a trail where it leads you to, For like, For legal a, reasons, we've never been to the eye. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, where people are just like, yeah, we come here and we can just drink and it's a random field. Yeah, there's, like, no supervision. And that's the thing, is there really, there really wasn't. So, by the end of the 1980s, it was getting to be obvious that Mulvihill's Hill's ideas and rides in Action Park wouldn't be held responsible as they should be for the horrible catastrophes happening every, every day. I want to hear about these catastrophes. Like, as in, um, that's my next line. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, these catastrophes, uh, there wasn't... When I say catastrophes, there was, like, specific, like, deaths and stuff. But what I mean is just there was broken bones, there was fractures, people getting cut and bruised, and it was happening every day. There was said to be, like, at least 30 people saved from drowning every day. Like, that's, I'm not kidding. Like, the average was the lifeguards had to save 30 people every day. It was just insane. Yeah. It happened so often that ambulances from the um, from the from the local hospital, the nearby hospital, actually told Jean, "We can't come to you anymore because 
you're using up all of our ambulances. Like, oh all the gosh. time. Yeah. So either you buy your own ambulance or you're going to have, like, we can't, somebody has to bring them to the hospital. Like, we yeah. can't be sending our ambulances to you every day. Right. So Gene was like, okay. And he went and bought an ambulance that's stationed at the park. And he hired if paramedics. If you're having so many injuries that you need in your personal ambulance, like, shouldn't that be your red flag to, like, tone it back? Yes. <laughs> yes, it should. But Gene, um, yeah, he didn't. But that just shows you how much people got hurt every day. Now, people got hurt from jumping off. There was specific rides where you would go down a slide and then kind of like you'd come out of a slide like 10 feet in the air and then you'd land in this stream, right? What? People would be, yeah, people would fall on top of each other. Yeah. They would land wrong because some of them didn't realize that the end was like a, a cliff, you yeah. know? Um, this would, you know, cause break, sometimes breaking their legs, sometimes hurting other people from landing on top of them. There was another, um, I wouldn't, I ca- you can't really call this a ride, but it was basically a cliff jump mm-hmm. and it was a supervised, I, I'm saying this in quotes, supervised yeah. cliff jump. Um, but the thing was, was some, they had some like man-made pools there, but most of it was from the stream, like the, 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 wa- the actual like natural water. And because of that, you couldn't, these, this water was freezing, like sometimes freezing. And so you'd have people jumping off this cliff and they'd go into like shock from how cold the water was. You'd have people once again, jumping off the cliff and landing on other people. Right. Um, and there was a lot of people that couldn't swim. Just straight up couldn't swim. Whether it was from maybe the shock of how cold the water was, whether it was just from... You're drinking. You're drinking. Yeah. And that caused a lot of issues in itself. The Alpine Slide, uh, that was one of the most dangerous. I would say that's probably the one that if you heard of Action Park, you probably heard of the Alpine Slide. And I'll talk about it a little more in detail later, but it was basically a giant slide down one of the ski slopes they created this this trail and then you'd have a sled this like sled on wheels and you'd be flying down this like this chute Hmm. and the chute was made of cement and so people would be like you're it's a tiny sled your knees are out you'd be scraping your elbows your knees you'd and if if there's nothing keeping you in that chute either so either you slow down on those turns or you're gonna fly off that's crazy and people would and people were, it was just insane when you got to the end and you had your scraped up knees. Like sometimes you, they dislocate their shoulder, like just insane stuff like that. So obviously you're probably thinking, um, hasn't anyone like sued right. or like tried to sue or something and been like, hey, I got like seriously injured. So I think I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like basically take you to court. Right. And people would try, but Jean had come up with this scam. Did you like sign a waiver or something when you went to the park? Mm-mm. Hmm. No, there was no waiver. So, like I said, people tried to sue, but Action Park, funny little, funny little thing here, had no form of insurance. There was no insurance for Action Park. Of course not. To protect itself from, you know, multiple lawsuits or anything like that. Because, quote, Jean said, 
what insurance company would dare cover this creatively designed park, unquote. Well, now because of this, if someone tried to sue the park, which happened a lot, not only would Mulva Hill not settle, but he would eventually force you to a super long trial, which he would like with he would do that without fail every time. He'd be like, Nope, not settling. We're gonna fight every case and so we're gonna kinda like discourages people from Exactly. Trying. He was like, We're gonna make it the most like pain in the ass. No, pain, the most pain in the ass thing for you. Yeah. So in the documentary, Ed Humans, which was his friend and he also worked there, uh, says, quote, Gene's philosophy was we fight every case, we do not settle, we bring it all the way to trial. And no like I said, no one wants a lengthy trial. And word got around about that. I feel like why a lot of companies do settle is they don't want the publicity of the trial. But it sounds like this guy wouldn't have cared. No, this guy. Like, he would have been like, awesome. The trial is like advertising. Yep. Gene would have been like, he was like, take me. I dare you. Let's go. And the th- and he, But here's the thing, though, is that it, word got around that he was never going to settle. So most lawyers found it too troublesome to even try taking him case. to trial. Yeah. And, he, and they'd be like, yeah, you know what? It's against Action Park. You're not going to get anywhere. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. So, one interesting little thing about Gene that I kind of wanted to bring up was this one, somebody, like, this This one just made me, it made me think of this because I have no idea how he got away with this and didn't, like, get in serious legal trouble for this. Yeah. So, one of the employees said that he was talking to Gene one time and Gene said to him we have a problem people are sneaking on the ski lifts and they're going up without having bought a ticket okay whether it's for skiing or because the alpine slide because you had to go up the ski lift the alpine slide right and i want to stop this from happening so he was like i have an idea now what might you think the idea would be to just like you know stop people from like a fence yeah, a fence, or maybe just someone a that camera? says, yeah, a camera, or someone at the beginning of the ski lift that says, like, can I take your ticket, please? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, that's simple. No, <laughs> Gene's idea was, I have a fake cattle prod, okay, and it's gonna, it kind of looks like it's gonna tase you, it doesn't tase you, but it's like, it kind of, like, pretends to shock you, right? So, <laughs> we're gonna hire somebody who kind of dresses like a bum, and makes it look like... They're trying to sneak on. Like, someone who looks really sketch, right? Yeah. Just one of the employees. And I'm going to pretend to catch them. And I'm going to say, you know, show me your ticket right now. And he's going to say, I don't have a ticket. And I'm going to go, well, you know what's going to happen. And Gene was like, then I'm going to pretend to stab him with the cow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to die. I mean, oh. He's going to pretend to die. And then I'm going to look at everyone else that's watching and say, this is what happens if you don't have <laughs> That's like scarring. Like imagine you look. Gene is telling this to this like sixteen-year-old kid. Yeah. And the kid's like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's a terrible idea for your. I think that's not good. And so the kid goes home that day, and he's like, God, so Gene, you know. (laughs) And then he said the next day, I look at the local paper, and it says Gene Mulvihill accused of murdering. turns out he went through with it he did it i mean it probably worked he did it and obviously no one died and no one was even hurt right but but it was a story that i'm just i i sat there as i was like watching this in the documentary and i was like what the frick this guy like like, this is the kind of ideas that he came up with like i'll give it to him he has a really creative mind yeah (laughs) but like 
Good way to put it. And hey, I bet you nobody tried sneaking on that thing again. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So, according, this is, now going back to like, uh, lawsuits and stuff like that. According to the documentary, even if you did go to trial against Gene and won, Gene would just refuse to pay. He would just be like, okay, well, that's cool. I'm not going to pay you, though. Uh, he would refuse to pay until you sent a U.S. marshal to his door to collect. And then he would pay. Because here's the thing. He wasn't short on money. Yeah. He, he could pay. He was actually very well off. want to give it to you. He just didn't want to give it to you. Yeah. Because he truly believed that he did nothing wrong. He truly believed that you were in charge of your own. Like, the victim Safety. is the victim's at fault. Like, yeah. if you if you flew off the slide, then don't don't go on the slide. <laughs> If if you're hurt, then that's your own fault. Why did you do what you did to get hurt? And obviously you have some people that agree with him. And then you have some that are like, no, I think you should take responsibility for the fact that you built a really dangerous water park. Right. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, however, the park won 90% of trials against them. So, yeah. I mean, it worked. And this led to the next scheme slash, like, scam, whatever, from Mulvihill. Now, Mulvihill believed, like I said, it was the victim that was responsible for their actions because, and, and because of this, he never cared to have insurance. He never wanted to pay for it, and he, because a part of him, I think, I think it was just the selfish part of him that was like, I don't think I need it because it's your fault. Yeah. I'm not going to use my insurance to pay for your own stupid actions, which yeah. I... I don't agree with. But. Right. It's like I had his attitude about exactly. it. Exactly. So he never cared to have insurance. So he was like, okay, look, I need it though, because you do, you need insurance for your business. Like yeah. you do. Like he realized he was getting to a certain point. Yeah. He realized that, I mean, eventually something's going to happen. He needed it. So he goes, you know what, what can I do? I don't want to pay for it, but I do need to like say I have insurance. So he was like, wait, I have an idea. I'm going to create a phony insurance company. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. He's like, what can I do? Like, commit insurance fraud. I'm going to commit insurance fraud. Like, 100%. <laughs> and he calls it the London and World Assurance Inc. It's kind of a long name. Like, he made it up completely. But And this fake insurance company, he was based, supposedly, it wasn't based. It's supposedly based somewhere, like, in the Caribbean. It was something to where it's not... Like, in the U.S. And I don't legally know how this worked, but this worked. Hmm. And this allowed him to not pay for insurance, but say that he had it. Like, he was like, okay, so, like, I, I have insurance now, but he's not paying for it. And also, it's not doing anything for him because it's really fake. But this also, uh, this also began the time when Gene started laundering money from the state of New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. So that was also a problem. Now, eventually, New Jersey found this out, and they conducted a three-day trial on a one-town count indictment, which included fraud, because, you know, um, how theft. Was he, do you know how he was doing it? or? I honestly... I honestly don't. If yeah. I said if I said it, I would be, it would be me guessing. But he, said he started laundering money. I'm assuming... It was, yeah, no, I have no idea. Yeah, okay, perfect. Um, but the one town, the one ten count indictment, uh, was on fraud, theft, and embezzlement. Hmm. He now he just didn't show up for the indictment, <laughs> <laughs> and therefore that made him plead guilty for all the charges. 
and he had to give up control of the park. So he he owned the park. Mm-hmm. Now he had to give up control. So he gave it back to the state of New Jersey. So okay. now New Jersey owned that land. He owned the park, technically, but they owned that land. So he was now paying them. He had to pay them rent, basically. Oh, I see. Like, for to continue having his park on that land. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So New Jersey became his landlord. But obviously that was not okay for Gene because Gene is a control freak. Yeah. And he was like, no, I want the park and I want the land and I'm not going to give that up. So I'm going to just scam y'all again. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't scam him, but he did kind of, he came up with, he came up with like a scheme. Okay. Yeah. He just decided, how can I get this back? I'm just going to become the worst tenant to ever exist. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to pay rent. That's like, um, like you don't want to break up with somebody. So you just kind of like, you just start acting horribly to get them to break up with you. Yep. No, the, oh my, that's literally what he did. He was like, I'm just going to get New Jersey to break up with me yeah. because technically legally I can't break up with them. Right. So he just became the worst tenant he could, stopped paying rent, um, and he, like, stopped filling out paperwork, and basically made, like, the state of New Jersey just, it was like a living hell for them. They were like, we're constantly having to come find you to get your rent, constantly having to come find you to make sure you're filing all this paperwork. And by paperwork, I mean that any changes he wanted to make to the land, like adding stuff in adding a slide, taking one away, adding um, just differences or taking rocks he out. Ask, he, he had to ask. He had to ask. Like, file paperwork for it. He didn't do that. Yeah. So he didn't fill out any paperwork. And I don't know. I, I can't... I honestly can't believe that uh, this worked. But there was... They ended up doing, like, another um, meeting about it, like the state of New Jersey did, and he averted paying several hundred thousand dollars in rent. What? Yes. And it motherfucking worked. Really? It worked. The state of New Jersey got so fed up with him that they sold him, they sold him the land back for just over eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> They went, they, they literally were like, you know what? We're done. We're not doing this you anymore. Just, have it just back. take it back. Gosh, damn. That seems like, like his strategy with a lot of things. Just like make it so difficult for the other person. Yes. That they can't, they don't want to follow through on it. So they, so he was like, great. Pat on the back. Like got that done. Yeah. I got my land back. We're good. Now, after he got the land back, he continued to expand Action Park and his buddy, Bob Brennan, which I don't know if you remember, but in the beginning he had started, a, he started a company with Bob Brennan and he, he also... His friend, Bob, would lend him money whenever he wanted. Okay. He's not really a part of the store other than just he lent him money. Yeah, kind so, of like a business partner. Exactly. So him and his buddy um, continued to expand Action Park. However, through the years, as time went on, because of how many... Just kind of... It slowly started... Tarted. It slowly started to take <laughs> place. <laughs> but with, so, with a series of so many insurance frauds... And just scams in itself. He went to trial a lot. The attendance rate started slowing down. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, because, because also, people were like, you're like, Mommy, can we go to Action Park? And they're like, well, I heard some girl broke her ribs there last week. Yeah, and so al- no. also, throughout this time, there was, there was a total of six deaths that like went into this. Like, people yeah. started How realizing. You, what? Are you going to talk about yes, this? Okay. Yeah. I separated, just so you just so y'all know, I separated this into kind of like, we're going to talk about specific rides. We're going to talk about deaths. It's just going to be a little bit later. Um, but because of this, attendance rates slowed down. 
and because everyone just started realizing how dangerous these rides actually were. Yeah. And he also <laughs> he also had to shut down. Like so this was the reason that he had to shut down the park. But another reason was his his buddy, uh, Bob Brennan, was sentenced to prison for 10 years. <laughs> oh, my God. So he was like, well, there goes my money. Yeah. They're, like, they're being lent to me. So the great American recreation eventually declared bankruptcy Shocking. and shut down Action Park at the end of the summer of 1996. Probably for the best. For the best. And honestly, it should have been sooner. Yeah. In 1998, Action Park was bought by, it was bought out by the owners of Whistler Mountain, which was like a, another ski resort type thing. Um, they revamped it and renamed it Mountain Creek. Two years before Mulva Hill died in 2012, he's dead, by the way. Not, I think he just died of like old age and shit. Yeah. I don't think he. You said he was born in like the 30s. Yeah, he's. He's pretty old. So, yeah. Um, he led a group that actually bought back Mountain Creek. So right before he died, he tried to buy it back because we all know Mulva Hill hates losing control of something. Right, yeah. Um, in April 2014, though, so two years after he died, the Mulva Hill family reverted the name back to Action Park. What? So, yeah. So it exists? So they named it Action Park, but then in May 2016, the, the Action Park was once again, it was renamed into back into Mountain Creek. So it was like a fight for that. Which is really funny. Um, so, that is the story of kind of how Action Park came like to be. Like, the and administrative then, backstory. That's, like, the administrative backstory of Action Park. Now, we're going to talk about a few of the most dangerous rides yeah. that Action Park held. Because it was just crazy. So... The first one we're going to talk about is the Alpine Slide. Now, like I said, if you looked up Action Park, this is probably like the image that the up. image that comes up. That this or the Cannonball Loop because that was just insane. Yeah. So the Alpine Slide was a slide down one of the ski trails so that people could still enjoy the trails during the summer, but obviously not on skis. It was a twenty-seven hundred feet long, or foot long. Foot long. What is that song? The subway song. <laughs> um, and it went down the mountain directly under one of the ski area's chairlifts. So it was what it was like directly under the lift. That's where it went down. Um, that's how people got to the top of the ride because you had to ride up there since it was one of the ski slopes. Now the path underneath the chairlift resulted in a lot of verbal harassment. From people going up. <laughs> and they would be like, losers! Like, just like yelling really horrible things. Just like. And they would be like, throw. Oh, yeah, actually, you can look it up because I was going to use my phone, but then I realized I literally can't because we're recording on my phone. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, they would. People would throw things at the, oh. at the people that were like going down the alpine slide. I want to see the images that comes up with. And. Yeah. It's literally like a cement, like... It's, it's a cement chute, basically, that you slide down. And people would even throw their sleds at people. Why? They were, because they were just horrible. <laughs> now, riders sat on a small sled that had only a brake and accelerator control stick to, like... Oh. To... I'm trying to look at it to see if... So the stick is kind of like... So I see what you mean by, like, he was trying to make it so, like, you could control it yourself. Yes. However, most of the time, it was broken. And so you couldn't brake or accelerate, which is terrifying. Yeah. And obviously, the, so, so, so the sled would go down 
the chutes that were built into the slope. But it kind of looked like, as you can look and see, I'm kind of trying to describe it. Like, it kind of looks like a sidewalk with, like, the ends curved it's up. It's like a concave sidewalk. Like, yeah, like yeah. a concave sidewalk. And nothing keeps you on that. Like, there's no track that is set into it where the sled can't go off. Like, nothing. Yeah, there's no, like, yeah. And you fly down that. Like, if you don't break on certain spots, you're flying down. Yeah. There are certain signs when you get to specific curves where it says, like, slow. Says so like go slow because if well, you, you don't leave that up to people exactly like if you don't slow down you will fly off and people did and there was rocks it was like a rough terrain around there so you could fly off into rocks and like really just not fun you yeah. could definitely break some bones so did anybody did. die on this one I'm so curious like what what rides killed yes them? someone did die on this one oh. um. One crazy thing to me is when you got to the top of the ski lift and like went to wait in line for the alpine slide, you were met with bloody gory images of past riders and it with like a sign and a warning that was like, this could happen. That's on you. Like it was literal printed out images of like people's gashes, gashes on their face and gashes on their arms and legs. Why would you ride it at um, that point? There was a man that had his neck fractured. He had to be uh, taken to the hospital immediately. Oh um, somebody, I mean, there was just, there were so many injuries that talking about each one would be pointless. But there was just, there were, when I'm not exaggerating, when I say there were so many fractures, so this many injuries. This says there were between 84 and 85 alone. There were 14 fractures and 26 head injuries on just the Alpine slide. Yep. And that's just one year. That's just one year. And it was open for quite a few years. So, to make things even worse... Oh, uh, the chutes, the, like, what the slides went down on, it was made of concrete, fiberglass, and asbestos. So, basically something you don't want to scrape your knee on when you're going fast. Yeah, seriously. It led to serious abrasions on the riders who like who took falls and all that stuff and also when you do scrape when you scrape up your arm like that you don't want to get infected right and so where you would go when you scraped up your arm and it wasn't like hospital worthy is they would take you they would send you to this little like building where it was like the medical building like the nurse building whatever yeah and all they would do is take this like spray this um what, what would you call that like a spray that like an antiseptic yeah it was like an antiseptic and they would spray you and of course it would be incredibly painful yeah I'm sure it would burn and people they it was <laughs> this is funny it was so painful like when they would spray people that they started having this game when you went into the room and they drew a circle on the ground and if you could stay in the circle when they sprayed your arm or leg or wherever you got cut then you got a prize because it hurt so bad how are these people like making that into a amusement yeah I know like and the fact that you would just go in there and it would be some, like, 17-year-old boy just, like, okay, yeah, go. You're good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Probably, like, they probably just put, like... Who knows what was in that bottle? I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> like, just some alcohol. Yeah. It's just some it's like whiskey. Vodka. Vodka. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that technically would. I mean, it kind of would. Now, according to state records, in 1984 and 1985... Oh, wait, you literally said that. Yep. I wrote that down. Oh, okay, yeah. Produced the Sorry, that was just one freaking year. You're good. This ride was the cause of the first fatality from Action Park. It was a 17-year-old boy 
who flew off the track and hit his head on a rock. On the Alpine side? Mm-hmm. Oh. And he was, sev- he was 17, so he was young. Now, the Alpine, the, after Action Park shut down in 1996, and Intrawest, who was the other company, reopened the water park as Mountain Creek in the spring of 1998, which I said that in the end, mm-hmm. um, they announced that the slide would remain open for one final season. So they were like, we're going to keep the Alpine slide open for one final season, but they, no, Intrawest forced riders to wear helmets and knee pads and elbow pads when they rode down. Yeah. Which is the bare minimum, but even Action yeah. Park wasn't doing that. Right. Because yeah. what made matters worse was most people went down in their bathing suits because it was a water park. So you're, all of your skin is like open to getting cut right. up. Right, yeah. That you know? Sense. You're just going to be one giant exactly. like, scraped knee. Exactly. Um, after the last season when Intrawest kept it open for a year, the shoots were torn out afterwards, and then the but the root can still be seen from the gondola that replaced the chairlift. So just so everyone knows, Action Park is closed, but Mountain Creek is open. So if people, if you wanted to go to where this was, there's still something open there. It's just not an Action Park. Yeah, and it's obviously mm-hmm. a lot. I'm sure, I'm sure it's so different though. Like, it's you're not gonna find any of the rides there. Yeah. But you could like for instance like if you, you if you went up the gondola and at Mountain Creek you would see where the Alpine slide once took place. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, that's the Alpine slide. That's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So another dangerous ride was called the Cannonball Loop. Go and look up the Cannonball. I saw loop. that picture. It doesn't even look like it doesn't even make any sense. So the Cannonball Loop. Uh, this yeah, this one's my favorite one because 100% somebody was on drugs when they made this. Like, what even is that? It's So I'm going to describe it to y'all. So what this is, it was built in 1983, by the way. It so, doesn't even look like a person would fit in it. This was after Action Park was open. This was like this was like made after, once it was open, there were other rides available, but they wanted to make more. This wasn't like, these weren't all made directly when the park opened. This was made in 1983, and then, for example in the act or the alpine slide actually the alpine slide was like one of the first ones in there but anyway the cannonball loop made in 1983 was a water slide that kind of looked like a normal water slide like it goes it looks like it's just going, straight, like it's going down, straight down yeah but then at the very end like once it reaches the ground it does a full loop like a full roller coaster loop yeah but it's like it doesn't even like physics talking physics that doesn't make no sense. sense you're just gonna slam into the top yes oh yes Lindsay. oh yes so the park already had decent water slides but i guess they just decided that they wanted to make one with a loop at the end it looks like a bendy straw that's, that's exactly what it looks like that's yeah. exactly what it looks like <laughs> So this this slide, by the way, was so intimidating that when they first built it, Gene was like, "Okay, we need somebody to test it, right?" So they so he was like, "I have an idea. I'll pay employees a hundred dollars to go down and test it." Now, in uh, in twenty, like now in twenty twenty three, this is equivalent to like two hundred and seventy two dollars now. So like yeah. $100 back then was a little more than it sounds like right now. Right. Anyway, they he obviously had to make sure that it was safe, whatever, but he was like I'll pay any I'll pay anyone 100 bucks that goes down. So according to the documentary, um, an employee named Fergus took the offer and said, "Quote, $100 did not buy enough booze to drown out that memory." <laughs> I was like, "Fergus, you're funny." 
Now the slide was open for a month in 1985, but was closed after the order of the state's advisory board on carnival amusement ride safety. They were like, this is literally insane. Close this immediately. It, the, that ride was only open for a month? Yes. Wow. Only open for a month. W one worker told a local newspaper that there were, quote, there, there were, quote, too many bloody noses and back injuries Damn. from riders. Yeah. In the testing stage, riders came back with lacerations on their bodies, just, like, cuts all over them. And so Jean and other people were like, let's add some padding into, into there. Let's yeah. add some padding and see what happens. And they sent more people down. They still came out with bloody mouths and noses and bruises and scrapes. And so they were like, okay, let's open up the ride and like determine what is causing them to get so injured. Yeah. So they opened up the ride and they found teeth that have been ripped out of people's mouths and lodged into like the interior padding. Because you are going down a slide. When you're on a roller coaster and you go on a loop, you're padded in. When you go on a... I don't know how to describe it, but like when you're just on your you can't body go, going down, yeah. you're going to be hitting every part of like your body slamming yeah. into the walls. Yeah. You know, now a former Navy physician found that riders were experiencing as much as nine G's of acceleration as they went oh down. Through the God. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> A story reported in, in Weird New Jersey, which is a magazine, said that some of the test dummies that were sent down before it opened had been dismembered and decapitated. Oh my god. And Jean Mulvihill's son Andy confirmed that to the, to the New York Times in 2019. Now, And they Jean, opened it anyway? Yes, they opened it anyway. Jean, now, Jean's son was the first live person to test the ride after the dummies, which he did wearing his full set of ice hockey protective equ equipment. Yeah. And he still was like, yeah, no, that was, that was not fun. He said it was, quote, more like a ride you, you ride to survive than to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so basically it was kind of like a ride that was more like a rite of passage than it was actual amusement. Like I, people would be like, yeah, I went down the I cannibal. I feel like this is one of those things that like people who like to like climb skyscrapers for fun with no... Like rope, yeah. This is the kind of thing they would do. Like, You're just like, why? It's not, why? It's like adrenaline or something? Or yep. like, yeah, yeah. It, it's an adrenaline rush, which it just it doesn't make any sense. It's insane to me that people will be interested in this, but I guess that they are. Also, I don't know if I said this already, but the cannonball loop came to be because Gene one day was just like sketching on a napkin, and he just like drew a line with a loop at the end, and he was like, "That's what I want." That's it. <laughs> That's it. So the next like ride, it's not really a ride, but the attraction that we're going to talk about is the tidal wave pool. Oh. So let's just focus on the first word. Yeah. Tidal. Not wave. just a wave pool. It's just a tidal wave pool. Right. <laughs> now this was opened at the beginning of Action Park's 1981 season. So it was like a little bit after it officially opened, but not far. Anyway, so the first, uh, we're just gonna get right into it. The first death in, in the pool, because there was a few, oh my God. Uh, occurred in 1982, so only a year after it opened. Yeah. And yet they were like, eh. Of course, it was someone who drowned, by the way, that was, that was how they died. And then another visitor drowned five years later. So the pool became nicknamed as the Grave Pool. Oh my God. Yeah. I still love wave pools as a kid. I know, me too. Yeah. Me freaking too. Which is too. funny because it's just like, water 
It's just it's water. Just but the idea yeah. of it, like, with waves and all that, it's yeah. just fun. Um, it became nick nick nicknamed the Grave Pool from the amount of people that had to be saved by the lifeguards every single day and also, unfortunately, from the deaths. Now, the pool is 100 feet wide and 250 feet long. Um, I don't believe that it got deep enough to where, like, no one could touch. Yeah. But it still got decently deep i couldn't find how deep it was i attempted to look it up but i couldn't find a specific number like everything said something different so yeah. i didn't want to trust any of it specifically um but 100 feet wide 250 feet long so it's a decent sized pool yeah it could hold about 500 to a thousand people Damn. but if you look if you look up pictures of the tidal wave pool it these it was slammed like people are crowded. that in itself is dangerous yeah like, you could barely see the bottom because it's just filled with people. Yeah. So, waves were generated for 20 minutes at a time with 10-minute breaks and could reach as much as 40 inches in height. <laughs> so, that's a big pool. Yeah. So, that's crazy. It was not always obvious that... Oh, yeah, this was another thing, too. So, it, it wasn't always obvious that the pool got deeper and... Many people found themselves in the deep end when they didn't mean to. And some, unfortunately, realized that they couldn't swim or that they were in over their heads and the waves were going at full blast. It was too late. They were like, oh, shit, like, I didn't mean to walk over here. And now I'm surrounded by people. I can't really just, like, walk away. And surrounded by people, you have these huge waves. You're trying to get the attention of somebody. It's almost impossible. Right, because you just look like you're swimming. It's almost impossible. And the thing about this is that when you're in, how do I put this? When you're in a pool or like the ocean or the water and there's some salt in it or something, it's naturally buoyant. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're naturally buoyant. Like when you're in the ocean and you have these big waves, the salt makes you a little more buoyant. So you mm -hmm. kind of like, whenever you jump up, you jump up with the wave and the wave kind of carries you up. When you're in a freshwater, just a freshwater pool with waves like this yeah that doesn't happen you don't jump up with the wave like it doesn't carry you anywhere yeah so it's just it's just, like it's just hitting your you. face right like, so that was a big problem and that is one of the reasons that it became so dangerous was because it was full of people the waves were basically just go like just drowning people you weren't jumping over waves like oh this is so fun yeah it was just hitting you in the face and it, you unless you swam with the wave you it was gonna take you out right <laughs> so 12 lifeguards were on duty at all times at the wave pool. And on high traffic weekends, they were known to rescue as many as 30 people per day. That's insane. Yep. Now, Mountain Creek, the people that owned it later on, continued to operate this attraction as the high tide wave pool. But they made the pool much shallower. And they're... I mean, wave pools can be really fun. As long they... as they're ran correctly. Yeah. Like, that should be like a... Because I, I like it's wave It's just pools. a pool. It yeah. is. But if it's like you're replicating like a dangerous storm, then no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I like making tidal waves, tsunamis, and that's called a tsunami right. pool. It's like, no, I think, especially when you have all ages like in one, there. One, two, yeah. Three, three of the six tests were from the wave pool. Yep. Fear of the six deaths. That's wild. Now, the kayak experience was another really cool attraction. And it was an imitation whitewater course 
that uh, was kind of like you had your kayaks and you just went through this little, this like creek area and they, uh, Jean used underwater electric fans to slosh the water above and make it kind of like a white water experience. Like the, the water was moving from, from the fans, like mm-hmm. pushing it along. So when you were, when you were kayaking, you kind of were like, cool, I'm moving. Like I'm, yeah. the water's pushing me along. Um, however, uh, a lot of the kayaks would get stuck or they tipped over. And so people would have to get out and tip them back over whatever, not that big of a deal. Yeah. But in 1982, a man died while trying to get back in his kayak when he touched the open wiring of one of the fans oh, and that sent him into cardiac arrest, leading to that. They closed this ride right after that. Yeah. But well, yeah, you can't even. I think I heard something about that. They had to like investigate it because they tried to be like, oh, it wasn't. Yeah, they did. They investigated it. Um, now, Roaring Rapids was a standard whitewater rafting ride. I love whitewater rafting, but you need to, like... It can be dangerous. It can be extremely dangerous. Like, you need to know what you're doing. Now, in this ride, you went down a tube that could fill a few people, and you were thrown against rocks and walls and just thrashed around. Like, you were... It was like whitewater rafting. But a lot of times, you got stuck, and you'd have to, you know, get out into the water that was moving very fast to get your tube out of the way. And you, you, you might get collided from behind, from the tubes behind you. Because people were just going down right after the other. So that caused... This one didn't cause any deaths, but it caused a lot of injuries from people getting smacked into rocks. You know, just stuff like, okay, they may have, like, you know, fractured their arm or something. Stuff like that. But this one didn't cause crazy dangers, but it definitely was enough to where people were like... Yeah, people were like, yeah, it's not exactly the most fun ride. Now, this attraction is actually still open, um... With really? Mountain Creek. Like, had they kept this open? I think they made it a I'm little sure more safe. Made it way more safe. Yeah, yeah, but it's still open. Now, another one was the Super Speedboats. I'm not going to go over every ride, guys. I'm just going over some of the ones that caused a lot of injuries. The Super Speedboats were set up in a small pond okay. that was heavily infested with snakes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, and people would say, like, they would constantly see, like, snakes slithering around. Oh my god, I would lose my shit. I would lose my shit, too, and I'd be like, well, now I get, I get the, get me the freak like, off this ride. Boats and cars? No, but a lot of people still used it like that. It was supposed to just be your, in a little, it was kind of cool. It, imagine, like, go-karts, but it's speedboats. Like, those little like, swamp mini, boats. It was mini speedboats. Like, they made, they, fizz, like, they, they created mini speedboats. You huh. could go up to 30 to 40 miles per hour. <laughs> And you could just, and you were just riding in this, in this like pond and you could, you would ride around the small island. So just kind of like a course around a small island. Yeah. Um, but many riders use them to play bumper boats when they weren't supposed in to. In the snake pond. Got in the it. snake pond. And they would be drunk causing really, which by the way, you shouldn't be drunk and operating, and operating any kind anything. of yeah. vehicle. So they'd cause a lot of drunk, stupid accidents and injuries. There were, I didn't read that there were a lot of like serious injuries on this one. Just ones that were, like, somebody's flying out. I'm surprised somebody didn't get, like, bitten by a snake. Like... That's what I'm saying. I'm, I think maybe they're di- they did, but maybe it wasn't ever said because technically... Yeah. I mean, I like to think he didn't put poisonous snakes Yeah, there, but... Venomous. Technically, there's no such thing as poisonous snakes. Oh, hush. <laughs> it's venomous. Yeah, because it's poisonous if you... Ingest it. Ingest Venom it. is injected. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You Sorry. stupid... Didn't stu- know you were such a snake. <laughs> <laughs> um... The Aqua Scoot is a really interesting one. This was invented by a man named Ken Bailey in the early 1980s. So this was one of the earlier ones put in there. And you'd carry a plastic slide to the top of this hill, 
and you would slide down a slide like a water slide that was made of rollers kind of that you would see like in a factory conveyor belt look it up. okay i actually know exactly what you're, talking, you know about. What you're talking about it's like an airport security yeah yeah, yeah. like, like an airport like, security that's that's what the slide was made like rolls of. along yeah. yes because they wanted you know you to use the plastic slide and that's not really going to work if you just have like a regular right um, so they, they had that kind of slide and then you would end up in this really shallow pool of water. Like you wouldn't, it would, wouldn't catch you, catch you, Yeah. <laughs> but you were on a sled. And the point of it though, was to like, once you went down really fast on the slide, you would skid across the water. Like you would, with your sled, because it's a flat bottom, you would skid across this shallow like, water. We're going to skip you like a rock. Literally. That's what it says. I wrote that down. Really? Skipping like, like, like skipping a rock. That is hilarious. However, here's the problem. To actually be able to skid across the water, you had to like lean back, somehow make sure that the front of your slide was up so you didn't face plant. Right. And be in a specific position. And if you weren't in that position, 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 the sled would like just sink into the water and send you face first flying into it. And most of the time that happened. So at the end, thinking you were going to go like, you would just go like, skill. Yeah. (laughs) It did. It did require skill. Awful. This one caused a lot of head injuries. People fractured their neck. Mm. Um, just, I mean, hitting your head in general—that's never good. Right. A lot of concussions. Um, but yeah, this one caused that because nobody actually knew how to like pull their sled back. Right. It's like boogie boarding in the ocean. Like you know what you're supposed to do, but it's actually kind of hard. But like the second that wave comes, and you're like, wait, 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 I'm, I'm exactly. not sitting on this right. Right. Um, so yeah, that would cause a lot of injuries. And also, riders would crash into other riders, causing more injuries, like, if they went down too soon and the person didn't slide far enough, and then they're hitting them. Now, the ride had two slides next to each other, and people would like to race and see, like, how, if they, if they could, like, skid the farthest or whatever. Um, at some point, though, in the mid-1980s, another, like, a third slide was added, so I guess it was a popular ride. Yeah. But, yeah, each slide was 30 feet long, and... Um, the pool was, it was really shallow, but it was, I think it was short too. Like it wasn't that long. Mm. Anyway, the slides were removed when IntraWest took over in the, the resort in 1998 and the pool was redesigned into the long, the Lost Island River, which is part of like the children's section now. So it's no mm. longer there, but the pool is still there. Mm. Yes. So now we're going to talk about Cannonball Falls. Oh, we're talk a little more about it. We talked is about the head jumping one. Yeah, this one is, no, this is the one. Cannonball Falls uh, was a giant water slide that ended with riders enduring a 10-foot drop into water. So, here, you have to look it up because I can't describe this. Like, you have to see this. So, imagine a water slide that started at the beginning of a hill, and it was enclosed, I think. Like, there was parts that were enclosed, so it was kind of like, it was pitch black. So you didn't really know, like, what you were getting Oh, into. I see. So you don't really know, yeah. So, yeah, and then the very end, you came out of the slide, and you flew into the water like it wasn't it was it was a 10 foot drop into the water when you came out of the side and it shot you out too like you were going fast so it shot you out there was a guy in the documentary who said that he went down this one one time and he was injured on it like not badly but he got hurt because he went down and all he he was like i just remember hearing the people in front of me going oh shit oh shit no and he was like what am i getting myself into (laughs) but Employees admitted that people were constantly being pulled out of the ice-cold 17-feet-deep mountain pool. 
Yeah. Oh, that it, you fell into the... You fell into... This wasn't a pool. You fell into... Um, like water. Like a creek. It was like it was like actual natural... It was a spring. Okay. You know what I mean? So you fell into... The, it was 17 feet deep, and you were thrown Is into it. Is this the one that was, like, freezing? Yeah, this was freezing. And pe- a lot of times people would, like, they went into shock, or if they hadn't come out of the slide correctly... Uh, they landed super dangerously this caused a lot of injuries yeah because you slap the water like that if you slap the water i mean like imagine coming out of a slide and imagine not expecting that right like not knowing that you're going to be flung that far and then landing on your head or landing with a belly flop yeah that's gonna hurt and the water was absolutely freezing so that itself is going to send you into shock or not i don't know if into shock but it's going to shock you right enough that you might forget just how to swim you know it happens oh yeah it does Especially with people that are drinking. Yes. Even as recently as 2015, Cannibal Falls was still the park's leading source of injuries. Hmm. Um, And by 2015, I mean just like that was the data in 2015. It's not still there. Like obviously it's closed. Yeah. Um, But Cannibal Falls was the park's leading source of injuries. Just like not like crazy ones. Just like that people were constantly injured there. A rider that season was reportedly so badly injured that he needed shoulder surgery. They had to bring oh him God. to the hospital because he needed shoulder surgery. Yeah. Um, anywho, so what's insane is that so many people... Oh, yeah, this is funny to me. This is so funny to me. So many people on these rides um, that they would fling into the water and they would land on other people or they just couldn't swim. And lifeguards at every water ride were constantly jumping in and saving people. Yeah. All the time. Imagine being a young worker and I mean saving one person would just be terrifying really, as, a, yeah. as a lifeguard that probably had no lifeguard training. Right. But imagine being these young people that are saving 30 people a day. That's like intense. I can't even imagine. That's intense. So it was so bad that you had a wristband when you entered Action Park. Like, that's how you got in. Yeah. They gave you a wristband. That's, that's normal. And some people would write CFS on their wristband. And, like, y- you could get written CFS on it. Now, CFS stood for can't fucking swim. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that you got CFS on your wristband wasn't that they asked you at the you know at, at the beginning like hey can can you swim or not yeah. no it was if you were already saved that day or if you already almost drowned oh my gosh and they were like yeah all right writing CFS have, like, on there life jackets yeah exactly that. so that was their idea of like being safe yeah then that's wild <laughs> yeah so that is all of the rides that we're going to talk about now we're going to talk about the deaths so, in, I was going to go in order here, but, okay, so in 1982, uh, the first death was, give me a second, 1980, okay, yeah, yeah, no, in 1980, we're going to go in order, because I wrote them out of order, but we're going to find them in order, in 1980, July 8th, 1980, 19 year old George Larson. So I think I was wrong before, by the way. I, I believe I said 17 year old. He was 19. So I got that wrong. 19 year old George Larson was riding the Alpine slide when his cart, like his sled, jumped the track because the brakes were broken. Right. So he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't brake and he flew off of the track and hit his head on a rock that was around because there was a bunch of rocks around. So he was rushed to the hospital 
and died on July 16th, so only a few days later. And Jean Mulvihill lied to reporters that Larson was an employee because a customer's death would have had to be reported to the state, whereas an employee's death, apparently not. It's not the same legalities or something. Yeah. However, that was a full-on lie. Right. He, George Larson, didn't work there. However, George Larson had worked at the ski, like the, the ski resort that, like in, in the winter, a year before. Like for a little bit, he, he worked at the ski resort, Action but he didn't Park. work at Action Park. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Gene Mulvihill still had him on like that payroll. Yeah. So he was able to be like, yeah, see, he's a good worker. Yeah. So he's an employee. You know, he, I guess the legalities are different. And so he didn't have to report the death to the state. Yeah. So he was, he was able to get away with that lie. And he also, Gene also tried to say, because obviously the family was devastated and they were like, okay, we want you to take responsibility for this. But he was like, well, you know, technically the park's not at fault. The rock is. (laughs) The rock killed him, not the park. And what's really messed up is that Gene, he, he won, basically. He didn't have to, he didn't have to pay anything. He didn't. Yeah, that's, yeah, it sounds like he really got away with a lot. He got away with a lot, and it's just really sad. So that was 1980. That was the first death of the park. The Alpine Slide, um, because he didn't have to report it to the state, because there wasn't really, there was like a, a little investigation, but it ended up being like that they were like, okay, the park's not a fault. He didn't have to close the ride. Yeah. And he had no intention of doing that. And it was a popular enough ride that people still went on it. Yeah. I do believe, and like I said too, when you went up, on the Alpine slide, you saw a bunch of, like, injuries. And so people knew how dangerous it could be. They still wanted to go. Right. So the next one would be in 1982. There was two deaths in 1982. August 1st, 1982, Jeffrey Nathan, a 27-year-old man, got out of his kayak. Oh, this is the kayak one. Yeah. You, yeah. you told us this. Um, basically, you guys know what happened. He what He... Basically got shocked and went into cardiac arrest. Now, so because Gene had installed underwire fans to push the water and make it look like, well, make so make it as the water was moving a lot faster. Now, when when he died, the park tried to cover their asses, attempting to prove that the electric current was not the cause of death because there was no burns on his body. Mm-hmm. But the coroner was like, okay, well, an electric shock in water wouldn't cause burns on the body, so mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything. You're dumb, basically. The right. ride was drained and closed, though, afterwards, simply because Gene was like, it's not, they, it, it ended up being that they were like, technically, it's not his fault because the state's labor department came out to check out the ride and they were like, you installed everything correctly. So it wasn't kind of like a genuine freak accident. Yeah, it was a genuine freak accident. So Gene, well, he wasn't at fault for it. Neither was the park, but Gene closed the ride because he was like, people are going to be too scared to ride it now anyway. Yeah. So he closed it up. I feel like personally, I still think he was at fault because I think he was at even fault if too. they can per- even if they like legally got off on some technicality, like we know it was shoddy construction. Yeah. Like, also, I really feel like is that normal underwater fans? I have no idea. I feel like that just sounds really sketch in itself. Yeah. Anywho, in, in 1982, a man, a 15 year old George Lopez, he drowned in the wave pool. There really isn't much more to say about that other than just that's he drowned in the wave pool. Yeah. It's really sad. I think the wave pool speaks for itself. The wave pool speaks for itself. 
1984, August 27th, Donald D. Pass, a 28 year or 20 year old from Brooklyn, also drowned in the tidal wave pool. In 1987, or sorry, in 1984, a custom. Now this one is no one technically knows if this is like at the fault of Action Park. This one could 100% be just a horrible accident that occurred at Action Park, but it's 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 hard when you realize how many deaths there are. Right, like if. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that one in itself could have been... Someone just died while at Action Park. But combined with all the other ones? It's like, is it? Yeah. You know? A customer, there was no name or anything, you can't really find much information on it, uh, suffered a fatal heart attack and was unofficially, unofficially believed to have been triggered by the shock of the cold water in the pool... It's not that it's not a pool. It's a spring. So it's it's. I said pool, but it's natural spring water mm-hmm. beneath the Tarzan swing. The Tarzan swing is exactly what it sounds like. You you hold on to this rope, you fling off of it, and you jump in the water. Remember we did a Tarzan swing yeah. in Costa Rica. It's basically the same thing. But we were like really strapped in. We were really yeah. This one, you you're not strapped in at all. You're yeah. Just holding a rope. A rope. Um, the water on the ride was about fifty to sixty degrees Fahrenheit, and the Tarzan swing. Um, oh, that's the one that was cold. Okay. Yeah, the, well, they're all cold. Okay. The, all the ones that go into, into the natural spring water are cold. It was freezing. Okay. Yeah, so the other one was too. The Cannonball Falls. Um, like I said, this one, no one knows if that's the reasoning, but the man did die. He had a heart attack when he went into that water. Mm. Um, and people people were like, I think it was the water in the fall yeah. that caused it. So that's unofficial. That one, obviously, there was no investigation about that one because it was... I feel like it's hard to prove. It's and, hard to prove. And that. obviously, just as a customer, we don't know that person's, like, health history. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. So the uh, final death was 1987, 18-year-old Gregory Grandchamps, Grandchamps, Drowned in the tidal wave pool. So that's three drownings of the tidal wave pool. So it's like six deaths. So literally half of them are the tidal wave pool. Yes. So that is all I have on Action Park, guys. I talked about a lot of dangerous rides. I talked a lot about the gene and kind of how he started it and everything like that. Um, like I said, it is now called... Uh, Let's find it. It's like Mountain, Mountain Creek. Mountain Creek. Thank you. It's not called Mountain Creek. Which I'm sure Mountain Creek is totally safe. Oh, it's like, Mountain Creek is totally it's safe. Just on the it's same just land. that was the land of Action Park. Yeah. Um, I encourage you guys to go watch the documentary because there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of details that they're that you're gonna hear in there. Yeah, I, I got um, I I tried to get you know as much I, as I could from it, but it's really interesting to see too, like all the videos taken from there. Um, and at one point, Gene had, he, with the help of his daughter, Gene, by the way, had, I think it was, like, eight kids, and had the help, his kids would help him film the, uh, the commercials, like, the, like, the television commercials. Oh, funny. And it's so funny, the, the commercials, the slogans are like, there is nothing like Action Park. Yeah, The seriously. action at Action Park is, there's nothing like it. And it's so cheesy, but it's so, it's so interesting to It's kind of watch. true. Like, it's re- it is true. That's what 100% it is. Like, there is nothing like Action Park. Yeah. And to this day, there is nothing like Action Park. I think the moral of the story is, one, it's a good thing Action Park is closed. And two, do your research on your amusement parks before you go to them. 100%. Apparently they can stay open for quite a while. And also, (laughs) maybe just check to see if the amusement park has an actual insurance. Right, maybe like read the reviews (laughs) of the amusement park. (laughs) Anyway, y'all, 
that was that. We'll keep it a light ending because, a short ending, because I'm pretty sure I used up a lot of time in this. But guys, this was so fun. And I think maybe next episode, Lindsay will do something. Yeah, I gotta, because I gotta that do would some be research, super fun. find something to talk about. I know, it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's, it's harder hard than I thought it was something. going to be, but yeah. Even when, like, like this one wasn't hard to research, but it was just like, like, where do, like how do I say it? Like, right. what? But anyway, guys, this was super fun, and we'll talk soon. Bye!